from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Jamidra. And we're two of the hosts of The The Cooler. Cooler. The harmony was off. That was like Adele's performance at the Grammys. Sorry for starting again. Can we please start it again? I'm sorry, I can't mess this up for you. (laughs) (laughs) Should we try that again? Yes. And we're the hosts of The The Cooler. Your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. Today we're joined by comedian, writer, actor, and one of KQED's women to watch, Irene too. Hi. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so we thought we would allow the listeners to get to know you a little by asking you prying invasive questions. Ooh, how prying? Let's see. Let's go all the way. All right. We're just going to go in. So you've gone public with your love of dictators. So who's your fave brutal killer and why? Uh, Ooh. <laughs> we guys got heavy. You, we said we were going in, you, right? Yeah. No, my my favorite dictator when I was a kid was Benito Mussolini because his name sounded so fun. Mm-hmm. And, and delicious. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, he sounds like a pasta man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's my favorite. Who's your hmm. favorite, Jamita? My favorite dictator? Yeah. Ooh. Mm, Kanye West? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does he count? He does count. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you've been a model at his Yeezy shows, he's a yeah. dictator. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Mm, Taylor Swift. <laughs> that squad is always like a millisecond away from marching like Nazi style. She's like, Selena! Uh, in formation. Squint. Formation. Smize. <laughs> but the white Aryan kind of formation, not the Beyonce. Yeah, right, right. I love Taylor, by the way. I'm just making fun I've of her. I've gone to a lot of her concerts. I love her music. But, were, uh... were you at the last one in San Jose? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I was there too. So we blissed out together. Yes. It changed my life. It was then they had the, the little glowing uh, bracelets thing that blew my mind. A color story unparalleled in my lifetime. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna just go ahead and sip my tea. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel. <laughs> in case you're wondering exactly how it went down, I have a minute by minute live blog of the experience on KQD Pop. So search my name and Taylor Swift. So a lot's gonna come up as I talk about her a lot. Were but... you doing it as the show was happening or after? Because that's impressive. You could remember all that. I took notes. I also looked at Twitter hashtags to find out exactly what was going on. And I'm like, oh, when that song was playing, that's when I almost puked from excitement. I remember that part. This is when I bonded with the teenager next to me. All that. It all came (laughs) back to me. It's all coming back to me now. Hashtag Celine Dion. I was going to say Celine. You got to, that's an obligatory Celine mention. So you have a show called Millennials Ruin Everything. Do we? Are you a millennial too? Uh, Slightly. (laughs) (laughs) She's a cusp. When we we did the research for the show, it said it's if you were born after 1984. Oh, no, then I'm not. So y'all not talking about me now. I could be like, you're not talking about me. (laughs) So what's the number one thing our generation has ruined? Wait, hold hold on a goddamn minute. I graduated at the top of the, the very, I was the first class to graduate. I am a millennial. You ain't going to take that from me. You're the first class to graduate what? 2000 from high school. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant like ever. (laughs) I was the first class to graduate a thing. Period. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize how much you love that term. I don't, but I just, just, this is about the principality. Yes. (laughs) Okay, you will not. You are a pioneer. (laughs) Exactly. On Oregon Trail, if it was about millennials, you would be fording that river and not dying. I'm saying. Oh my God, I love that game. It's so good. And you have to, like, really plan things out. It's, like, for future accountants 
and I always responsible die. I always die. Yeah. What is this like? Sims? So you're a comedian. <laughs> you didn't play Oregon Trail? No. What? That, that's no. why you're not a millennial. Like if you played wow. Oregon Trail. What is Oregon Trail? It's a computer game where you are trying to colonize America mm. as a white person. Mm. See, that's what you didn't you know. You know, you lost me because that, that my mom would have been like, "That will not be played in our house." Yeah. You were like a pilgrim, like right. going across oh, the United yeah. States mm. from the East Coast to the West Coast, and then if you made it all the way to like California, you like won, but usually you die of dysentery yeah. always. Or you didn't pack enough food, or your raft or oxen died in a river. It's brutal. I was like playing Sonic the Hedgehog and Super Mario. Bros. Sounds very Gen X y, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Nintendo and a Sega Genesis. Okay, let's just drop. <laughs> Jameter's gonna cry in the corner while I ask the question she interrupted. <laughs> What's the number one thing our generation's ruined, in your opinion? Talking? Yeah, that's Talking. a good one. Talking. I don't know if I'd like talking anymore. I think I only text mm. people. Like, if someone wants to, like, hey, let's, like, meet up and have a conversation, I'm like, no. If we can't do this over text, we're not having this conversation. Yeah, I only work in symbols. Only emojis? Oh, beyond. Yeah. If you and, send me more than one line gifts. of text, I ignore it. <laughs> like, I'm serious. I'm if just you send me go a paragraph-long text, like, oh, you may read it, but I won't respond. Well, I'm so glad you brought this up because our first topic of the day is pet peeves mm. that Nicki Minaj has around texting. So I will read her Twitter rent, and uh, then we can share our own pet peeves. Nicki Minaj, quoth she, Some people just refuse to stop texting. If I text okay, you really don't need to text back saying okay. Okay symbolizes the end and only requires one. If you ever text me and say double K, instead of saying okay, I'll block you. You could have easily said just one K if you wanted to be cool and abbreviate something. If you ever text one paragraph as a bunch of different one-line texts, I'll block you. You could have easily texted all five lines as one long text. Lord. Okay, I think what's ironic is that she could have, like, texted that in, like, one line. (laughs) But that's, like, 12 lines. (laughs) It was a lot. Do you guys get incensed if someone types just K or KK? So this is how you know that I am not a millennial. I can write a whole novel via text message. Yeah, like a whole big block. Mm -hmm. You know this because we have been texting. Yeah. Yeah. You're, like, prologue. Yeah, yeah. So I do. (laughs) But I will tell you what my text pet peeve is. I have people. I'm sorry, guys. But I have people who have signature lines on their text message. My mom used to have that. And it would just be like, she says something and then she signs her name. And like in every text, it has her name. I'm like, "Uh, I know who's texting me. Like, turn it off. It's not even like, you know how when you email someone, the first email, they get your signature line. Then every corresponding email after that, there's no signature line. With the text, it's every single text message. It's like, hey, it's me and my cute little signature. If I were to do it, there would be some quote there. I'd just like go all the way full tilt, yearbook quote. So like the quote is longer than the actual text. You're yeah. like, K, and then just like a long quote. Well, I've had that. In the, and you, somebody just responds with the KK. Uh-huh. And then you've got this And then long... it's like, Emerson once said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My pet peeve of texting is a group of people try to make a plan with oh, a group chat. Oh, no. It's like, oh, hey, guys, are you guys interested in doing X? Some people say yes. Some people say they can't. The plans continue to be arranged in this group chat with the people who don't give a Mm -hmm. And I'm usually one of those people who doesn't give a You can leave the conversation. I've just learned about that. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's quite aggressive. I was going to say passive aggressive, but it's just (laughs) aggressive. It's like Emmanuel doesn't give a 
about it was just you like, Emmanuel has left the conversation. Plans. Yeah. Wow. And then it has a timestamp when I stopped giving an F. Do people get upset about that? I mean, inside, I'm sure they have feelings about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, he hates us. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I rarely get group chats. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I do, I just don't read them. Because, <laughs> I again, I don't even care to like start in this group chat. Even if I wanted to go to the thing, I'm like, if you didn't text me directly, I'm not, I'm not showing up. You are not... One of many. You're not a member of Destiny's Child. You are Beyonce. Yeah, I am Beyonce. I don't have time to read these other messages. I mean, I don't blame you. How about when you're texting and mm-hmm. people already have your attention, so they think like, oh, you're available, and they try to FaceTime you? Oh, no, we don't do that. My friends yeah, don't try to I FaceTime me. No. We don't do that. I just assumed they did that on accident. Yeah. Like it was like a butt, <laughs> a butt FaceTime. I was like, oh, they didn't mean to do that. There's no way. No. Why? It's quite invasive. And I was... <laughs> I was thinking the other day, like, people don't drop by people's houses anymore because it's invasive and scary. Yeah. And same with FaceTime. I need to get my face together, my hair together. I also need to be in the mood. You can't just spring it on me. It's too much pressure. Especially if you FaceTime on a phone, you never, like, look good. Yeah. Mm. It's just, like, way too close to your face. And then it just, you look blotchy or whatever is happening on your face. It's not a good... It's like when you're getting a haircut and they, like, wet your hair and you're looking in the mirror and you're like, I never realized how ugly I am. Wow. (laughs) These are conversations you have at the salon. Yeah, it gets deep in the salon. Mm. But then when they fix my hair, I'm like, oh, all right. I'm fabulous. All right. I still got it for at least two more years. Yeah. Okay, guys, so who watched the Grammys? I did. Did you? Yeah, me neither. But I do know that there was a bunch of hoopla and controversy over Beyonce's loss to Adele over, was it album of the year? Yes. And record of the year and song of the year and a bunch of other Also, it was like a multiple ones. Were they nominated in the same category for multiple? Oh, yes. Okay. Beyonce won two out of nine. Adele won every award she was nominated for. Okay, so that's why there's so much side eye online and so many think pieces. And I don't know, I'm just not that shocked. I feel like after 2016 presidential election, there are very few things that can shock me. Right. I'm literally out here on my Ellie Goulding like, anything can happen. Like, <laughs> anything can happen here. <laughs> Pretty much. But this whole conversation and watching people argue about it on my Facebook page has made me think about other people who have been robbed or snubbed during mm-hmm. award seasons. So I put the call out on my Facebook page and I asked some people and there were some pretty surprising answers. Let's hear them. In 1991, Goodfellas lost to Dancing with Wolves. I can't have an opinion on either. <laughs> I didn't see either of them. Really? I also have to say that because I wasn't born yet. You didn't see it? Oh. 1991? I was like negative one years old. Ah, uh, okay. Really? But like Goodfellas and Dancing with Wolves? Maybe the dancing and the wolf coordination was really <laughs> epic. Okay, so how about this one? Crash. Oh, don't oh, even. Don't. Take that one. You're talking I to knew. two gay people here. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, come on. Crash. Back Mountain. That's a formative trauma for me in my life. <laughs> I knew you were going to say this at some point. Yeah. I was like, Brokeback Mountain. Crash went out over Brokeback Mountain. It's because they don't like gay people. Yeah. How is that a thing? I mean. I just explained it. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Point blank. They don't like gay people. Do you think if Brokeback Mountain came out this year and Crash came out this year, like, would things be different or not? Unsure. Well, this is like what I'm waiting for for Oscar season. Right. It will mm-hmm. Moonlight win when, or not? Or we La La Land. Oh, uh, you know, you know La La Land is going to sweep. 
It, it just is. I feel like I've seen the preview and I just know enough. There are like people, oh, I'm not going to, oh, I was going to say, there are white people twirling in the streets. I right. was just going <laughs> to say, if you want to see white people dancing on cars, go for it. I feel like it's just Grease. It's like a, it's a Greece, new version but, of yeah, Grease. Yeah, yeah. So I was just kind of like, I'm not, yeah. So I have another little situation. Will Smith, Men in Black. Yes. Won a Grammy over. <gasps> Notorious B.I.G. Oh. <laughs> Hypnotized. What? Yes. So for the song, the men in black. Yes. So this was Over like back in the 90s. So this is before like the Grammys, I guess, were really embracing rap. Because when I looked at the history, Notorious B.I.G. never won a Grammy. Yikes. So let the record show that Notorious Big lost a Grammy to Will Smith. I mean, Scientology power is strong. <laughs> the fix is in, is what I'm saying. Don't come find me, Scientologists. My life is too dramatic already. You, you don't need you don't need the extra. No. So we have established that Notorious B.I.G. never won a Grammy, but guess who has won a Grammy? I'm scared to ask. Try Baja Men. Who let the dogs who out? Who let the dogs out? They won a Grammy. They won a Grammy for that. I mean, that song is still felt to this day, uh, so um, maybe it's earned. I Billy? mean, I don't think it's for artistic purposes. <laughs> I think it's just like, wow, someone actually wrote a song about letting the dogs out. Mm. Yes. Kind of catchy. And <laughs> we never found the answer. Yeah. We don't know. Who, yeah, who, 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 we don't who, know. Who, yeah. who did let the dogs out? We'll never know. Yeah. So I will end on this injustice. In 1985, Lionel Richie's Can't Slow Me Down mm-hmm. bested. <gasps> if you say thriller, I have to leave the room. Think again. Who else? Would you be Purple Rain? Purple Rain. I was, oh wow, really? Yeah. I was like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Prince. <laughs> Yikes! I was like, I just that was a. Mm. And to pull it full circle, Adele won for Hello. Lionel has a song called Hello. Mm-hmm. So and... basically, you just have to write a song called the Hello, and then you win. Exactly. Or are they just voting for people they think are still going to be alive later? Mm, may, you know what? That might be it. <laughs> because because uh, Taylor won over Michael that one year, that VMA. We don't talk about We that. don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but the other examples also still, like Notorious, not alive. Right. Mm, that's true. Lionel, still alive. Still alive. Yes. This is like a... <gasps> Heath <year>. Ledger? Dead. <gasps> Dead. So everyone in Crash still alive. The theory. You so just cracked the case. Yes. So basically, if you lose, you better take care of your health because you're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, Beyonce! Oh, no. I didn't put that together <laughs> oh, until no. just yeah. Um, well, she's invincible. But Bes- besides her, a layperson, like yes. not a deity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is untouchable. Oh, also in 2012, is it is it pronounced Bond Lever? Bond Lever? Oh, Bonnie Bear. I'm, this is Bonnie the first Bear. time that I've ever heard of it. Bonnie Bear. <laughs> well, Bonnie, Bonnie Bear. Bear. <laughs> Best new artist over Nicki Minaj. Oh. I kind of like Bonnie Bear. I have no idea who they are. And can we just acknowledge that in 2015, and I'm, I have brought this up several times, and I'm going to continue to bring it up on this podcast. In 2015, Oxford Dictionary chose the smiley-faced emoji for the word of the year. Can we all just acknowledge that the poop emoji was robbed in 2016? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely robbed. We certainly, Smiling pile of poop? Yes. We certainly earned that one. I can't believe they picked an emoji as word of the year. That's insane. But also, how can you not pick smiling pile of poo? Of all the emojis. Of all have you, emojis. a side note, have you guys had your phone read you 
the emojis? No. no. Oh my god, it's the most amazing thing. That's why I call it smiling pile of poop because that's what the phone says when you have oh. them read the emojis. Ooh. So it'll be like smiling face or like angry face or whatever they're called. So some of them are very interesting. Are any of them like problematic depiction of Asian people? <laughs> no. <together>? <laughs> smiling pile of poop. They say it like that. Smiling pile of poop. Oh. They say it like they're smiling yeah, and yeah. pooping at the same time. Mm. Well, thanks for all that knowledge that yeah. bumped me out yeah. and made me realize that anything gold is worthless. Yeah, but but I think it's basically like if you lose, you just work harder and then you're just die. you're just amazing. And then you die. <laughs> yeah, you work hard and then everyone's like, why didn't you win? And you're like, I don't know. And then you get so stressed about it, you die. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say maybe it's the stress of not winning yeah. Ooh. that kills people. So it wasn't like propofol. Ooh, it was stress. Too soon? I need a fan for that. <laughs> I just started sweating as well, so I think that means it's the end of the segment. (laughs) Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? So, you guys, Mm -hmm. cheating is on the rise. Is it? Do you know what goes on behind your back? Let's find out. (laughs) (laughs) So I read this study. It starts with the line, no relationship is safe. 46% of couples around the world are cheating by watching Netflix ahead of their partner without telling them. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) This is a serious epidemic in our country and the world, apparently. (laughs) That is true. Were you making a mental note before when you thought it was actually about cheating? Yeah, I was like, let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and write this down. Let me check some texts. (laughs) Just go through. And if any of them end with K... We're done. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's double K? Double K. Done. Blocked. Sorry, father of my children. You're out. You're out. So are you are you guilty of, of cheating in this way? Have you have you skipped ahead? On my ex-boyfriend who I don't care about, guilty. <laughs> With this new one who I love and adore, mm-hmm. I don't cheat. And I make a joke about it, like, hey, I watched Project Runway Jr. without you. And he's like, You would never. And it's taken seriously. So, yeah, I would never. Mm. Unless he starts acting up. Then Then you you have to start watching it. So some more factoids. No one plans to cheat. 80% of people who cheated say it's unplanned. But after they cheat, 60% say they're going to continue cheating because they like it. I do. Hello. You are duplicitous? Yes! (laughs) My husband is notorious for falling asleep during a show. So even if I, like, wait a day or two so he can watch it and we're watching it together, he might fall asleep on it. And then he's Mm -hmm. like, you know, what happened? Can you tell me what happened? What happened to that part? And I got to rewind it back a few times. It's a thing. So I have watched my show separately. I don't pretend. Speaking of sleep cheating, which this study calls it, Mm -hmm. the reaction varies around the globe to that. Chileans think it's no big deal. And Japan sees it as, quote, unforgivable. So don't move to Japan. And the most cheaters are in Brazil and Mexico, and the most loyal partners are in the Netherlands, Germany, and Poland. Mm. So move accordingly. Where do we fall? Does it say? Or we just are cheating all left and right? We're somewhere in the middle. We don't deserve to be on this. (laughs) We're in timeout. (laughs) They excluded us all together. (laughs) So next time you're with your boo snuggled up, Netflix and chilling, Mm -hmm. maybe leave out the chill part because they don't deserve it because they're cheating behind your back. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. You've been lying. It's time for the pig pig in the the pit. pit. Hey, the pig pig in the pit. Hey, this week's pit is Carlos Santana. Oh, for saying the following about Beyonce: "Quote: Beyonce is very beautiful to look at." 
and it's more like modeling kind of music, music to model a dress. She's not a singer-singer, with all respect to her. Adele can sing-sing. I mean... That wasn't a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Sing-sing? So most of her music, like most of the music that people hear is sort of like poppy and just da-da-da-da. But she actually has pipes. Like, she can sing. Yeah. When people said, oh, you can't sing and you pre-recorded that thing at the inauguration for Obama, she did it again to a room full of press and then said, any questions? And they didn't have questions because she can sing. She can sing. Maybe he's just, you know, he's getting old. He just wanted to talk. He wanted to be a part of the conversation. (laughs) People thought he was dead, like me. So he's like, guys, I'm still alive. Um, Let me say something so you remember who I am. I did that one smooth song. FYI, I'm still here. I'm here and I have problematic opinions. Yeah. So, pit of the week to him. Peak of the week. Mm. It's a three-way time. Here we go. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Best headline of the week goes to Hunter Harris of Vulture, who wrote, Aaron Carter's first crush was Sandra Bullock, but he spoiled their love with a fart. Mm. What? You would click that, right? I was going to say that is an article that I would read because, yes. And I clicked it and I read it. And it's basically he was playing with Demi Moore's kids. Sandra Bullock comes over. He has a crush on her. And apparently he didn't know what to say and ended up farting and she left the room. (laughs) Another great headline. Michael Flynn is gone and everything is fine. Just fine. Great. By someone from the Washington Post called Alexandra Petrie. But the headline is not why I'm picking this. It's a sentence in the first paragraph. Mm. Quote, to call this past weekend in the Trump administration a garbage fire would be a disservice to garbage fires, which at least shed light and get rid of garbage. Oh, well, everything is going smoothly. Salty. According to the press conference, everything is smooth and it's working like a well-oiled machine. Alexandra must be mistaken. Mistaken, clearly. She was misquoted. And the final peak of the week is to Norway and Finland. Hmm. Finland is celebrating its 100th anniversary of independence from Russia. Mm-hmm. And Norway wants to show some love by giving them the peak of a mountain. See, the peak is in Norway, but mm-hmm. the rest of the mountains in Finland. And there's been like a dispute about it. And they're like, you know what? Enough war, enough travesty in this world. Let's be friends. So we will give you the peak. So this is literally the peak of the week. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it will be the highest point in all of Finland. They're changing lives over there. Very peaceful. We could learn something from them by, you know, being nicer to other countries and each other. So there you go. We end every episode with a song. This week, Irene is going to choose for us. Well, there's been a song that's been playing on the radio a lot, starring one of our artists that we mentioned earlier, Taylor Swift. Oh, here we go. Here and we Zane. go. It's oh, that song from God. the Fifty Shades of Darker movie, which I refuse to watch. But the song <laughs> is very catchy. So that would be the only reason I would watch the movie, but I'm not going to watch the movie because I don't approve. So my song is I Don't Want to Live Forever by Taylor Swift and Zane. Oh, I'm glad you picked it because I... I'm in hostile territory here on the mm-hmm. show. Both of my co-hosts hate Taylor Swift, so thank you. You're welcome. You are the Russia to my Donald Trump. <laughs> so take it away, Taylor and Zane. Oh, here we go. Loves of my life.
thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show. And thanks to Jay Simpson for helping me edit. Please subscribe on iTunes. Also rate us if you like us. If you don't, um, you never heard this. Until next week, find us on social media. I am Excuse My Beauty without the first D on Twitter. I am at Teacup in the Bay. I am at Jimmy says. Follow us. Favorite our stuff. Retweet. Bye. 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 I just want to keep calling your name. come back home. It's who you come back.